Drinking with Authors contains adult themes and subjects, including discussions involving alcohol. We ask if you are drinking along to please drink and listen responsibly. Enjoy the show. Okay. Welcome to Drinking with Authors, the literary briefs episode where we all just wear our underwear. That's not a thing. I really, no, I'm going to have to make that a thing. It needs it to be a thing. I'm going to say if that's if that's the case, I'm overdressed. Yeah, no, we're all overdressed. It's un- well, yeah, at least yeah. on the top part of our bodies, whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Hashtag life goals. You know, back. Poor day oh, day. Yeah, I'm going to say with Corona, <laughs> COVID, we're able reporting record sales of tops and the sales of pants and skirts have plummeted. No. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. That makes me on the news. Retailers are reporting record sales in tops. <laughs> well, it's it's true. Like I joke with my people at work, and I'm over HR of a very large corporation. But I always say, you know, the cool thing about working from home is you don't have to put on pants. Like <laughs> you only have to have the top part of you. Just you know. remember when the camera's on. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter as long as you don't stand up and walk away without pants on. Although people have done. Yeah. No, we have a, a a meeting every morning with all employees, and there's 900 employees, and I think a lot of them didn't realize the video goes on instantly. <laughs> we had very interesting first meetings where I was like, "Okay, well now we know what you look like with everything off." Cool beans. Okay, wait. You got me distracted. This is what happens when I'm drinking. Okay, we're literary briefs episode. I am your host. This is your fault, Mal. <laughs> Erica Lance, and with me today, being a very big distractor. Yeah, I'm being. I've been Valerie Phyllis, the one and only, and our guest author is uh, Elizabeth Schechter, writer of Speculative Smut and uh, New Adult Fantasy. Yes, between the three of us. Okay, <laughs> so let's discuss what we're drinking, so people want to drink along. So I discovered a, a San Pellegrino. I sound so fancy. That's that- lemon and menta. I think that's lemon and mint, but it's said very fancy so that it makes it better with um, organic gin mixed in and. Val, you're being boring. Where are you getting your I I get my, well, thanks for asking. So my favorite gin is actually an international. I sound like such an alcoholic on here. I really, uh, I might be an alcoholic. Um, So I get this really cool gin from Europe. And I have a lot of people that uh, travel back and forth. But I found that uh, a lot of the liquor stores carry a couple of organic gins. And they're pretty amazing. And one of them is actually made locally here in St. Petersburg. Because I've had the gin from the St. Augustine uh, distillery. And that's very good. Yes. Uh, Right now they've gone over to making hand sanitizer. Which they should which is nice of them. But yeah, I, a Drizzly, again, if Drizzly would like to sponsor us, um, you can get alcohol delivered from Drizzly. And if you look up what you want, then they'll find the place that has it. And Drizzly Ooh. orders come from multiple places, potentially. Oh, interesting. It's like Uber Eats for winos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And, and uh, I ran out of coffee. And I'm waiting on my order of sunny sweet tea. <laughs> I have such a, I, I love sunny sweet tea. It's you know, there are so many tea. times you can be You're a southern redneck. You are the two of us, and you haven't had any alcohol. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm the most zanious answer. Yeah. What are you drinking, Elizabeth? <laughs> uh, I am drinking Stone's Green Ginger Wine, which is from Jamaica. Uh, it's a bottle that we bought in 2017 when we went on a Disney cruise and uh, have saved. And I, I didn't realize when I poured it that it's not actually wine. It's whiskey with ginger in it. And yeah, this thing is leaded and it's really, really smooth. It's really nice. This is my favorite thing in the world. Whiskey labeled as wine. I think wine is a term that can be used very loosely <laughs> or make people very loose. I'm not sure. Okay, cool. So speculative smut. Oh, these are rapid fire questions. I forgot what the hell we were doing there for a second. <laughs> Damn woman. Uh, uh, what's the first question? Uh, what's the your first favorite question? Yes. What is what's your favorite, favorite book? book? My favorite. Uh, my favorite book. <sighs> It's hard. Like yeah, yeah, it's like, what day is it? Um, <laughs> because it depends on the day uh, and, you know, my mood and you know, the, you know, whatever, what, what house the moon's in. Uh, the books that I tend to go back to over and over and over again are usually books by Heinlein, by Anne Bishop, by Jacqueline Carey. Uh, I absolutely adore Stranger in a Strange Land. Uh, anything by Spider Robinson. The Callahan's books were very formative for me in high school and in college because I was online and active in alt.callahan's back in the Usenet days. And Spider is a was a big influence and he is a delightful person. And I had the pleasure and privilege of meeting him once and I hope to do it again. Um what else? What else? What else? Anything by anything by Laura Antonou, her mystery, her comedy mystery set at a BDSM convention called The Killer Wore Leather is absolutely fantastic. Uh, and I can't have you have you read Sharon McCrum's uh, Bimbos of the Death Sun? I has I started it. I did not get a chance to finish it. I had I borrowed it from the library and I got distracted in the middle of reading it and had didn't get a chance to finish it. And I don't have a copy right now. Uh, I need to fix that. But um, that one because you go to conventions. We talked about that on the previous podcast. I will tell you that was one of the first books I actually laughed out loud. Mm -hmm. While reading it because she nails convention goers. Oh my god! Before yes. it was cool to be at a convention. And Laura Antonou actually was inspired by uh, *Bambos of the Death Sun* or whatever you know the Sharon yeah. McCrum book to write *The Killer Wore Leather*, but she said it in a a venue that she knew, which is BDSM conventions. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay, the second okay. follow-up question is: What book do you dislike the most? Oh my god! Like, are you the I'm type of? I'm probably going to get pilloried for this, but I absolutely despised Game of Thrones. The first, I, I picked up the first game of the first book in Game of the Game of. Well, I think that's the first book is Game of Thrones. Uh, I picked it up to read it because everybody's going, "Oh my god, you need to read this!" And no, I didn't like it. Um, I may give it another chance at some point because this was the first reading, but I didn't like it. I also did could not get into Outlander. And I have people look at me like I have six heads. They're like, why don't you like Out? Why don't you adore Outlander like the rest of us? Because it bored me to tears. 
it was so slow to pick up. I was like a quarter of the way in and I was waiting for it to start. That is never a good sign. Mm-hmm. No, no. Oh, no, okay. I finished uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and I was still waiting for it to start. So, But I think that may have been a translation thing. That's true. That's interesting. Yeah, no. I never thought about that one. But I know when it comes to, because uh, we've talked a lot about your writing and you just covered a lot of the authors that you adore, there's such a faster pacer, like the pacing of their storytelling is so much faster than stuff like by George R. R. Martin, mm-hmm. Martin or or uh, the other. So it's always interesting to hear uh, the answers to both these questions and how they compare and contrast. Um, let's see. Let's ask. How, do you have a question, Erica? Because I'm. You are I'm the like, worst at rapid fire <laughs> questions. <laughs> What the hell? Maybe we should do the rapid fire questions while we're still sober. Oh, no, that takes all the fun out of it. What was oh. okay. okay. What what is what is your writing pet peeve or reader pet peeve? Like something that that like my favorite is Mark Muncy hates the word alabaster as a description for skin. Uh <laughs> my writing pet peeve. Uh like, what do you hate it when writers do this thing? I hate it when they don't research. I hate it when they don't when 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 the research is wrong. When it's something that's easily verifiable, and I I actually threw a book once. I was reading it for contest, and the <laughs> book has the, the 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 heroine go out onto her balcony late at night in Manhattan. This is important. Uh, and she goes out onto her balcony and looks out over the pitch black city. That book got thrown hard enough that it bounced because I grew up in Manhattan. I have been in and around Manhattan at two o'clock in the morning. It's never pitch black, ever. There's neon, there's cars, there's streetlights. It's dark because it's nighttime, but it's never pitch black. In my lifetime, it's only ever been pitch black twice and they both involve blackouts. (laughs) Yeah, no, total. I think that... You know, you touched on something I think is, you know, we talked a little bit about it before, but it's really, really important to me is that if you, even if you're not going to go like you two go down the um, epic researching gods and, you know, (laughs) Charlemagne. Yes. And all the. Absolutely. Okay. I got to get it right because somebody will call me on it. Exactly. But it's interesting because the kind of um, books I write are more set in modern times and stuff like that. But I learned very quickly, like, I will write a story about Boston. I better do some research about Boston because I've never lived in Boston. I've visited Mm -hmm. there, but I've never lived there. So doing research, looking up maps, looking at how train systems go, looking at how cities go, kind of that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Um, the people that are there or have been there will in 2.5 seconds go this isn't it and you've thrown the person out of the story like exactly. that, that's not if a it thing it throws me out of the story that's the end of it yeah yeah. I think the biggest compliment I ever got uh, for the amount of research and I mean like I'm like I'll do Google Street View and start writing down and Googling images for the hotels and cafes I'm seeing and look at people's pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read an excerpt from the Cedric series uh, that takes place in modern-day Delphi, Greece, because they're about to use the Sibyl Stone, like, pass through a gateway. 
and he after it ended the guy approached me he's like oh my god you lived in delphi and i'm like no but the fact that i left you with that impression and you lived in delphi means i did my research yes and and uh erica invited me to a panel on how to write sex scenes at fetish con uh, my face was. I'm sorry, you didn't say that very clearly uh, with your eyes open on this Skype call. Now, what, what what were you saying? I need you to repeat that without and why whatever's the hell happening. Was the guy this? <laughs> you will be this next year. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, because I, I, I do a, I'm, I'm sorry. I do a panel at Oasis with uh, L. Iyer and Arya Kane on everything you ever wanted to know about writing sex. Was it worth afraid to ask? And this is the Saturday night 11 p.m. panel, and it is turned into the Liz, Arya, and L. show. And usually <laughs> there are bananas involved. Oh, That's awesome. <laughs> this is our comedy hour. It's hilarious. See, you're just missing the element of Val hiding her face and her shirt. Because <laughs> uh, that's well, what I time, do. Next time Oasis comes up, you have to come out. Uh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the panel uh, about writing sex scenes at Fetish Con in Clear. I don't Saint even know Pete. what to say. Saint Pete. There we see. I was like a horse, like, oh. But it was really uh, interesting because. Uh, we did, we talked about that, that it can ruin the reader's experience when someone writes about even that content and clearly didn't do the research. They don't have to partake in that in their personal life. Mm-hmm. And, I, and uh, so I threw out the example of uh, sleeping the Sleeping Beauty that Anne Rice Oh, my did. God, <laughs> yeah. That, that's another one that got thrown. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I read those before I started writing erotica, um, and I'm like, you, 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 you can't do that. That would kill them. <laughs> right, right. Like, you would literally die if you did this. Don't do that. <laughs> um, no, I think it's interesting. The biggest when problem in the the BDSM scene that was the biggest problem with the E.L. James books is that she clearly had done no research. Um, that was not what I consider the biggest problems with well, those that was books. The, second biggest, <laughs> the first biggest problem was the writing. <laughs> the writing was so bad. It, oh God, she's one of my, she will never be on this show. I don't care how popular the show eventually gets. I'm sorry, E.L. James, you are never welcome on this podcast because all I will do is spend that entire time ripping you to shreds. Um, she is one of the few authors that I just, it's terrible. And I feel like all she got um, her recognition for was marketing. It was a hundred percent. marketing. Yeah. yeah. There was, so there was some buzz a while back about she was going to write a book on writing. And I was like, why? I don't want to read her book about writing. If she wrote about book about marketing, I would be all over that. All over that, yeah. Because she is a champion marketer. Yeah. She couldn't write her way to a paper bag. <laughs> no, totally. Okay. So, rapid fire question. Um, wow, I just lost my rapid fire I think question. that's what happened to me, and I'm not even drinking. I know. That's not something you should be proud of. <laughs> like, at least I'm drinking, and I can... 
I can say that. Oh, arms and legs. That was my question. So, you know, when you're writing a sex scene and when you started writing sex scenes, what did you find sort of your tricks or what you have to do? Because you can envision it in your mind, but sometimes you could end up with like 12 arms somehow doing things. <laughs> there are two things that slow me down when I write fight scenes and sex scenes. And it's for the same reason. Blocking. You have to figure who's moving which way and how and what they're doing and what the reaction is. Um, I think I actually talked to uh, Ellie Paris about this and about the, 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 the similarities yeah. in the blocking between fight scenes and, and sex scenes. Uh, because it has to flow properly or you're going to throw people out of the story. Uh, so occasionally I'll be working, I'll, I'll have a good flow on my writing and I'll be working and I'll be working and I'll come to a place where a sex scene goes here and I will put in parentheses, insert sex here and then just keep going because I've got that really good flow going. So it's like, all right, I wrote the lead up to, and I wrote to the, and I wrote the, uh, smoking the cigarette and wasn't good for you, but I'll fill that last bit in later when I have more time. And sometimes it'll change what happens immediately after. But if I don't want to break the momentum that I've got going, I will, I will, you know, just put in like that placeholder and keep going. I've never handed in a manuscript with a placeholder in it, but you know, hope springs eternal that I will make my editor laugh their off, they laugh themselves off their chair. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, that is awesome. Okay. So, do you use anything? Uh, we heard somebody mentioned that they use their kids' Barbie dolls. I've um, seen Delilah Dawson. That was Robbie Collins actually mentioned Delilah that he used his. There was a bit on erotic romance looking, I think, particularly at Sam Hain, and it always kills me to say it that way. The publisher, Sam Hain, um, who wrote erotic romance, or maybe it was Alora's Cave, one of the two. And they were talking to Delilah Dawson. I think it was Delilah Dawson, one of the one of the big writers, one of the big erotic erotic romance writers of the time. And uh, no, it's Delilah Devlin. Yes. Wrong Delilah. Oops. Um, That's OK. There's she, alcohol she involved. Locked out her sex scenes with Barbie dolls. And I was like on today's show Sunday morning. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> no, I um, Tumblr was great. For before before they started the purge, Tumblr was great for resources on writing, uh, writing sex. Mm -hmm. uh, my search history would make my mother come back from the dead and then faint. Uh, there's a lot of gay porn in there. <laughs> uh, uh, I have a lot of you know research books on. Um, uh, on bondage, on shibari, on rope, on various types of rope bondage, on, I, on, uh, I have, it's up there on the shelf right now, uh, <laughs> uh sexy Japanese, filthy Japanese, things you would say during sex, and there's actually a book on this. <laughs> good to know, good to know for research yeah. purposes. Yeah, so, you know, there, there, there's a lot of books up on high shelves in places in this house, you know, that my son is now, um, if I can reach it, he can reach it because he's about my height. So it's high <laughs> relative to me. 
But what uh, does your son think of your writing? Has your son read any of your writing? My son has been told that he is not allowed to read anything that I write until he has his driver's license. Oh. It was originally he was not allowed to read anything that I had written until he was taller than me. And then he grew three inches that year. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're accepted. <laughs> yeah, right. With, with, with him, it's always challenge accepted. Um, he was like two and I had him in a uh, carrier on my back and we were at a uh, free, free role-playing game day at a uh, gaming store in winter park. And he looked, he, in my ear from behind me comes this little voice going, Mommy, I play that. And what he's pointing at is uh, they're playing Dungeons and Dragons with miniatures. And I'm like, no, honey, you have to be bigger to play that game. About five minutes later, I get a tap on my shoulder. Mommy, I'm bigger now. I play that. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so adorable. Um, no, honey, you have to know how to read before you can play that game. Keep in mind, he's two. He was reading by the end of the year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he plays Pathfinder now. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Um, but, yeah, telling him, no, you can't do something until is challenge accepted. So now yeah. he can't do it until, you know, he has his driver's license. He cannot read any of my books until he has his driver's license because that's an external thing set not by me. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's true. That's true. Are you comfortable with at that point him reading your work? If he wants to, yeah, we are a very sex positive house. Uh, it I would be like the worst kind of hypocrite if I wrote the books that I wrote, and then was puritanical with regards to what I taught my son. So he has learned part of homeschooling was what we called body stuff. This is what your body's going to do as you get older. This is how you're going to develop. And it was all couched in terms that he could understand as a, as, as a child. Uh, and we used the Our Whole Lives curriculum from the Unitarian Universalists, which is a very positive uh, human development and sexuality course. It's very, um, L very LGBT positive, very, uh, very sex positive. There's no shame involved. So he's come up as a very, um, very young sophisticate. He knows what to expect. He knows that, you know, they're, they're all permutations in love and it's all, it's all okay. So when the time comes, if he wants to read any of my books, it'll be like, here, they're all here. They're all up on the shelf here in my office. If you want to read any of it, go for it. If you have questions afterwards, you can ask me. You can ask your dad. Usually these questions go to his father because I had the theory class and Mike had the lab. Uh, so <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so I could answer at a very high level, but if it's a you want technical answers, go to your father. <laughs> No, that makes sense. So my daughter's 21. I said that my daughter started reading my erotica stuff when she was 16. Mm -hmm. And um, it was interesting getting her feedback, too. She actually read Fifty Shades of Grey and said after she read my book, she's like, your book is way better and the writing's way better. And I was like, okay, I'm a writer now. 
<laughs> but it, it was interesting. And even my recent stuff, so she shares it with the people in her army and her boyfriend goes, isn't your mom's name Dahlia? And I was like, yeah, let's just leave it like that. Cause that's the name I write under is Dahlia. And he thought that was my name. And I'm like, is that because you shared the books with him? Is that why he thinks that's <laughs> <laughs> apparently yes so that's got to be awkward for meeting your you know girlfriend's yeah. mom to go hi i write this one and then val's kids are a little younger and haven't had to deal no. with that but no and the husband doesn't read my work but he will promote it at the bars like heavily so he's he he was approached a while back and he's like, Oh, if you really like her, they were asking when the next Cedric series book comes out. And he's like, yeah, she keeps saying she's like really behind. But now Erica's lit a flame under her ass. <laughs> but, uh, he's like, but in the meanwhile, you should check out her, you know, if you really like those books and you want like sexier stuff, you should check out her honey coming stuff. <laughs> and apparently they did. And the next time he ran into him at the bar, like a week, or two later they're like we read hunting the friend's girlfriend goes oh that stuff was hot i made my my husband read it out loud to me and i'm like whoa this is just more information than i needed that's not a bit much (laughs) (laughs) but i also have reviews that are like great lunchtime read and i'm like what kind of lunchtime break are you people taking (laughs) (laughs) um elizabeth what advice would you give your former self just before you got it broken as an author like what advice do you wish you had at the beginning of your journey i would love to know don't listen to your mother (laughs) (laughs) told me i was never going to make it as a writer that there was no point in yeah mom wanted me to be a doctor um, and well, now I, you are a I doctor of love. I didn't go into doctor medicine. Um, yeah. and I have a degree. I, I changed majors and became a teacher. I was an English teacher for a while, but when I was very young and I was going to be, a, I wanted to be a writer. Mom was like, no, it, it, it's, it's, it, you're, you're not going to make it as a writer. Sorry, mom. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very <laughs> wrong. Yes. Okay, so what final piece of advice would you give um, any aspiring authors out there? Keep going. We all suck at the beginning. We get better. We can't help it. Keep writing. Practice makes perfect. Exactly. So, as we're wrapping up our literary briefs, rapid-fire questions, it never goes quite like that. How do people find you? Uh, I am all over the internet. I am on Twitter at easchecter.com, or twitter.com backslash easchecter. Schecter is S-C-H-E-C-H-T-E-R. I am on Facebook. I am on Instagram. Uh, I'm on Patreon, where you can uh, follow my stunt writing, which is my chapter a week, every week serial that uh, has been ongoing for two years. And that is patreon.com backslash EA Schechter. And, uh, oh, and uh, my website, 
I can't believe it's not possible that. Yeah, I have one of those, really. Really, I'm drunker than I thought. Uh, ElizabethSchechterWrites.com. That is awesome. You have been an amazingly fun guest. I really Thank you. appreciate you being on the podcast with us. Oh, this I've was been- fun. I'm glad you liked it. We'll definitely have to have you on at your next release, too. Um, uh, My name is Erica Lance. And I'm Valerie Willis. And our guest has been the amazing Elizabeth Elizabeth Schechner. Schechner. And this has been Drinking with Authors Literary Brief. We'll see you next time.